you know i don't want to force this this endeavor on you if you're like eh, i don't really feel like recording today i am having an endeavor forced on me once again laura witkowski oh it was a beatles song laura witkowski has entered the chat room and she is it was eleanor rigby yeah it sure was well the second time it was oh i thought i was spot on the first time but hey this is what I heard. Laura has entered the waiting room. Like you're a ghost. <laughs> well, I'm John Lennon's ghost. Yes. It's all making sense. It's all making sense now. How are you, my uh, friend? I'm okay. All things considered. Yeah. You're listening to. I don't know if I've ever been able to like unequivocally answer the question. I've never been able to just be like, I'm great. No, no, I know. And, and you know, put, I should put the shoe on the other foot and, uh, answer the question myself and uh i'm okay there you go yeah i mean and honestly that i think if you're okay you're doing fucking great right now you know so I, yeah, man. Do? yeah i mean yeah considering i felt pretty okay yesterday for like several hours i was trying to enjoy that there was a new president um what's that with your cheese with my cheese. Yeah, I wanted to celebrate with some cheese and coffee and the inauguration a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise stuff's still kind of kind of the same. I mean, a lot of good executive orders signed today, I guess. Stuff's going to change in some ways, maybe not in other ways, but we'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I think in many respects, the bar is low. Yeah. Yet the expectations are high. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that the Democrats, because they're good at this, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, they're going to say, oh, the bar is low. So we basically just have to do a little bit of a hop and we're good. But yeah. The expectations people actually need and want is high. And yeah. I think they're going to fall below that and everyone's going to be pissed. But I'm also like you trying to celebrate the fact that we are at least not in the exact same place we were just a few days ago, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to sigh of relief a little bit just because at least um, there's not a crazy man in power that's like fanning the flames. The flames are there, but he's not fanning the crazy flames that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, that's really true. I saw a, <coughs> I can't remember, a pew? Well, I don't know. Someone did a poll recently, um, basically asking Americans, do you want President Trump to remain part of public? You know, do you want him to have like be a political public figure ongoing? And it was pretty like 68 percent were. Nope. Hard no. 68 percent. And that's like good. Yeah, it is good. Only yeah. 24 like percent were like, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, no, definitely. I, this is gonna sound so stupid, but the thing that gave me some hope, there's a girl that I was friends with in junior high who I'm still friends with on Facebook. Uh -huh. who, like, like when the, we probably talked about this, like when the, everything first started, she posted a meme 
um, of Katniss from the Hunger Games, like signaling to somebody. And she was like, this is me when I see someone else without a mask on at the grocery store, oh. you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So she's yeah. a little bit Looney Tunes, definitely like a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. um, but today she posted this thing, which is clearly like a copy and paste because that's, you know, Sure, if you agree. I bet only 1% out of 100,000 people. <laughs> right. anyway, yeah. It basically says, <clears throat> um, am I happy that Joe Biden is president? No. But I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a mean-spirited liberal jerk and pretend he's not my president for 4 years. Do I think he's going to do a good job? No. But I'm open to it because I'm an American and I want America to do well. Even the liberals are bastards. You know, so my yeah. point being, this is progress right yeah yeah it is progress she's not denying he's president she's no. not losing her fucking mind <laughs> and i mean quite frankly some of the things that in that thing were silly but i also was like i totally see why conservatives would completely believe some of these things that aren't as far-fetched like the big thing of like joe biden um nancy pelosi is gonna soon say that he is not equipped enough in the head to do this job so that Kamala Harris can be president because that's what they wanted all along, a prosecutor. I don't know. Like that's just Yeah, I don't I don't know either, but that's nuts. I I mean a lot of the QAnon stuff is is based in like fragments of fact, you know, so they'll take a fact and then just go with it. And in a sense, I mean, I read this article, it was written by a game designer who was talking about QAnon and basically okay. how it's basically a <coughs> like these games I used to play when I was a kid, you know, these adventure games where you'd go around, you're collecting objects, discovering clues, talking to different characters to find out the story and yeah. figure out the puzzles. That's what they're doing, except it's like their lives. Yeah. It's like me in seventh grade. I spent the entirety of seventh grade playing this game called Beyond Zork with my best friend at the time named Graham Weaver. And we were obsessed with this fucking game. We'd go over to each other's houses, play this game on the Apple II GS. And uh, it was fucking rad. And he was good at art and he would just draw like the characters that we made and like all the items. It was just like seventh grade nerdy. Totally. Um, so fun, good way to spend your seventh grade. Not a great way to spend it when you're like in your thirties or forties or fifties or sixties. Yeah. Trying to play this like pseudo augmented reality like game that wild yeah but yeah. the reason you know that kamala harris is going to be installed as our um left-wing liberal president is because why else would joe biden have picked her she said mean things about him at the debate yeah. i don't understand people's logic like you yeah. can't say something you can't call someone out at a debate and yet yeah. then go but we should work together. That's literally how leadership works. Yet Trump can be like, Ted Cruz, your your wife is stupid and ugly. And then Ted Cruz will like suck Donald Trump's cock right. like He's for like, years. The Zodiac killer again, <laughs> yeah. So it's like so one-sided where it's like, how come you guys are standing for that type of behavior, which is like much much lower like oh i said a bad i said a negative thing about a biden policy or something and that's right. like taken to be like worse than donald trump calling your wife ugly and fat or whatever and totally. it's like what do you how are you where is your scale how are you ranking any of this shit it's like you're not clearly right. ranking it very well i am trying to be optimistic but mm -hmm. you know the fact that i'm already hearing 
people talk about $1,400 checks. I'm like, you fucking assholes. You campaigned on $2,000. That's literally the reason you won Georgia is because you <clears throat> flat out campaigned on $2,000 checks. Like the commercials literally said, who wants a $2,000 check? That's yeah. a commercial. That said, vote for us because we'll give you that. And now they're like, well, he did get 600 already. I mean, wasn't that implied in the way that we said 2000, that it was a little asterisk minus yeah. 600? And I mean, AOC has said that. And I, I, well, to be fair, I like, I like to think that the reason we won Georgia was um, because I, I, I wrote 150 postcards to, to uh, voters in Georgia. To uh, I'm sorry, you're right. That was your win. My yeah, bad. Cindy. Yeah, I, I deserve the credit for Georgia. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, it's okay. I mean, not a lot of people are acknowledging it, but the second place thing, aside from your postcard writing, yeah, was thousand dollars check. Was the, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. And um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what is going to happen with that. I'm a little bit outside of that. I, I don't get the checks at this moment, but fine. I, I, I wish, I hope that they're $2,000. You don't like you don't get them and you don't understand them? Or you no, receive them? I am not eligible to receive these checks. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's like, I, I, it's not something that I've paid very much close attention to is what I'm saying. I feel very fortunate because, you know, I'm not really in a position where I desperately need that money, but I have friends and family members who are in that position. And it is, it has been so painful to watch people I care about basically twisting in the wind, hoping that the government is going to eventually give them some more money since yeah. they completely fucked our, their ability to get through this pandemic. Like my friends in food service, fuck. I mean, it's just really, yep. oh, yeah. it makes me really frustrated and really sad because when you hear somebody being like, well, maybe we should just give them $1,400. I'm like, are you a complete monster? Like, well, what are you thinking out of? <laughs> yeah, but also, why are we still talking about a single check even? Like, oh, I in, know. in other countries, it's a monthly deal. It's like, it should be, if it's 1400 then make it 1400 every month for yep. like the rest of the year, you know? Yep. Not, should, not this not single number, single issue, single check thing. Like, what the okay. fuck is that? Yeah. In the first check that they sent out, like when they first did this, I was like, I am not an epidemiologist. And I certainly don't have access to the information that our um, federal government does in terms of like what's coming down the pipeline pandemic wise. Mm -hmm. Then I could tell that this was going to last a while. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. No maybe, shit. <laughs> you know, you could, it's, I don't know how to write bills, but I'm sure you could say, we will let this check repeat if these certain conditions are met. If not, then the checks stop. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe fucking vote for me because I'm not an idiot. I don't well, understand. Like They can clearly put stuff like, here's an example. They can clearly put stops like that in place because Michigan's minimum wage was prevented from being increased because our unemployment rate was over a certain percentage for a certain amount of time last year. So our, that means no minimum wage increase. And fine, that was written in the rule. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But if you can do shit like that, you can definitely do shit in the other direction too. Yeah, I mean, I, it just seems so short-sighted. The short-sightedness just makes me feel the most frustrated because I'm just like, this is your job. <laughs> like, well, to it's a, look into yeah. the future and to say, what can we do to make this not fucked up? But instead... Or like, here, Wall Street, don't crash again. Oh, you did? Here's more money. Well, Sorry. that's... $1,400. Is that kind of the point, though? Because isn't it like, 
I mean, not the point, but like the crux of the problem being like, oh, here, Wall Street is it's like a quick profit system, right? Sort of. I mean, we're all look not me, but like the collective, we're all looking at the stock market or whatnot to to see how the economy is doing. And, and those numbers are being very volatile um, is bad for everybody somehow. And um, what's yeah, that? That's just total bullshit. It's not though, it's just bullshit. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying somehow because I don't buy it, but um, right. yeah. But, but you ask average guy on the street, like yeah. if the stock market market's doing well, does that mean the economy is doing well? You're not going to finish your sentence before they say yes, because it yes. just sounds right. Right. Like, those are two completely separate fucking things. And most people do not have money in the stock market. Like, the well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, well, the disconnect was really uh, quite um, visible in the last year because of the companies like Netflix and Amazon and, and, the stuff that people do when they're stuck at home mm -hmm. went crazy where, you know, but people were stuck at home and not working. So it was like not, it, they weren't making money, but the companies they were partaking of were, were massively skyrocketing, you know, their stocks were going crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know. So. Wish I had stock in Zoom before this happened. Unfortunately, I'm not a congressperson who gets to do insider trading and then not get in trouble. Yeah, no, I mean, and how would you even fucking have known? <laughs> like, exactly. That's what I, mean. I would have yeah. to have information as a congressperson to use yeah. to my advantage personally, like a reprehensible ghoul. I don't know. Malicious <laughs> <laughs> things that any politician did during this time was to buy stock in companies that were going to see a huge jump in, in profits because of the pandemic. People who got information about the pandemic and use that to their personal advantage not to help their constituents like i just can't yeah, think it's of pretty a fucked up thing to do and yet i don't see these people getting much in the way of repercussions that's how you get to QAnon. honestly i've been thinking about this okay doing a little bit when people never see anybody held to accountability ever and yet see all kinds of people doing horrible shit that's hurting other people particularly like you're rich and you're powerful yeah it doesn't surprise me that you eventually get to this like place where you were deconstructed. All of those people are in a pedophile cabal and need to be executed. Like, of right. course, that's where your collective rage is going to go. You're just going to spin out into a fucking frenzy because you never even see anyone get finger wagged. Like everybody in government and in finance, like it's fucking us over for basically my entire adult life. Bernie Madoff, I think there's the one person I can name that was like, you know, actually went to prison for financial shit you know what i yeah, mean That's yeah not enough for, yeah you know making the economy complete garbage kicking people out of their houses like yeah people are like i need to see heads roll like that's where they are i mean literally they fucking went to the capitol like we're going to execute people i mean it's fucking insane well okay let's separate the people who are like legit angry about like uh, being fucking broke and not being able to work from the people who actually literally went to the Capitol, though, because I'm not, saying, I'm not trying to conflate those people at all. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people who certainly have no, like, I'm not, they're not going to the Capitol with zip ties, but are absolutely eating up this information about, like, we can't wait for all of these 
people to be rounded up and executed and I'm just the violence of it all. I'm just like, what do yeah. you what do you really want? But yeah. I think everybody's angry and that anger manifests itself in so many different ways. And for a lot of people, that anger is manifesting itself in this horrifyingly twisted perversion of reality. Yeah. Well, it's manifesting itself in like, you know, Black Lives Matters and, you know, right. looking at wage and economic issues and recognizing the inequality and the things that need to change. Like, yeah, you can go, you can go one of two ways, I guess. Well, there's a third way. I, I sent you this story earlier. I'm just changing subjects now, but no, I sent you the story earlier this week uh, about this man um, who lived in Chicago's O'Hare airport for three months. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Did you look at, did you see what it was about? He, okay, so he's from California. He's, I think he's originally from India, um, okay. enrolled in a um, grad program at Oklahoma State University and graduated in 2019. And so there's this very nice article from 2019 um, about him. His name's Aditya Singh, Aditya Singh. Um, and he carried this stuffed teddy bear named Bubby around with him because he was suffering from anxiety and depression, um, being away from home, being a grad student, being lonely. But so he would carry this teddy bear around with him. Um, I guess he had had it for 33 years. And he would take pictures of it sitting on like, things and monuments and like posting them online and it became like a a, a thing an internet phenomenon i'd never fucking heard of it but apparently it was like some sort of internet phenomenon cool. um cool right so anyway fast forward to like three months ago he is for some reason in chicago and i don't know the details about why he's in chicago but he was afraid to board his flight because of COVID, COVID-19. It scared the shit out of him. And so he just lived at the airport for three months undetected. In thing. Just in private areas. He somehow obtained a an ID of someone else's ID. So he's able to... So hard to say if he was like trying to do anything or just trying to like stay unseen. But anyway, he was super scared. I really want to know more about this story because the anxiety depression stuff was like, oh, I get this guy. And then like, oh, COVID, you're not going to find me anywhere fucking near an airport or airplane right now. So why he's traveling is not, I have no idea, but wow. Like <laughs> people thought, Maybe you and me were a little like paranoid about COVID. This man stayed in the airport for three months, <laughs> scared of COVID. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And it's one of the reasons I didn't read the article. Cause I was like, I'm already like on the verge of tears. I cannot read this article. Cause I saw the headline and was like, this just seems so, so sad to me. Yeah. But you know, I feel, yeah. I think that a lot of people probably do think that we're, you know, it, like, well, you're taking it too far, exaggerated or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like very much that the things that I'm doing are not um, over the top. I don't no, feel me like neither. Me neither. At all. Hell no. Hell no. And and we know people that have had it, and 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 I know people who have. Uh, listen, I know a guy who just recently finally can taste salt in his food 
He couldn't taste or smell. Now imagine eating food and only tasting the salt part. Like, like I'd rather not taste. Tasting it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jane's sister, her younger sister, just today, Jane find, found out that she has COVID. Jane's she sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. She lives in Georgia. Um, oh well, then that's so, fine. No, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're in Georgia, you're yeah, fine. Fuck no, it. I just mean like. I'm not, I'm just mean like, we're not like at risk of any personal exposure. We haven't like physically seen her or been around her. I see. But she does have it. She's young, she's healthy so far. She seems to be doing pretty well, but she also has no sense of taste right now, which she says is really disconcerting, which I can only imagine. I but can, yeah. Cause like, Amanda I live on sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda told me that there's TikTok videos of teens with COVID like fucking eating onions like apples. <laughs> I bet that, that. I think I would vomit if I saw someone do that. I don't think I could handle it. Well, there's but a Seinfeld episode where George Costanza, um, but he can't see. He does. He's lost his glasses, and he thinks an onion is an apple. He's like, I'll just go grab this apple. He Whoa. bites into it, and for the scene, he's literally just chomping in this onion, like really going at it, like fuck. Oh no. That's some dedication oh. to a scene. Yeah. That's uh she's gonna be okay. Chances are good, you know. Okay. But I I also think to myself whenever someone says like, oh well, you know, younger people, if they get it, they're gonna be okay. Be being okay is not the same thing as not being contagious. <laughs> yeah, what do they mean by okay? Oh, they'll still be a productive member of the consumer, you know, society. Like right. They may pass it on, you know, to yeah. someone who dies, but they'll be okay. <laughs> okay is like not what we should be aiming for. It's just oh, like... we should not be aiming for okay. Because again, even if I'm okay, my grandma's dead. You know what I mean? Like, this is just so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My definitely. patience has worn a little thin, I think, with COVID. I don't know. A little bit. Oh, yeah. We really, you think? <laughs> I'm just getting into, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> loving it. Loving it. God. Fuck, oh. man. Anyway, so that's life. That is life. That is life. We were supposed to do this episode right after New Year's, and I wrote on my notes, oh my God, I'm so hungover. Yeah. 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 We were <laughs> like, as, as you know, and as probably our listeners know, I don't drink. So that would have been a funny joke. Yeah. I also don't drink. Yeah. But I, uh, I uh, choose not to drink because it makes me sick. I don't like it. You don't like being sick? Oh. I know. Like, I just, I don't even, I don't know. I just don't like it. Um, but I, I guess I could if I wanted to. So I recognize that that option is available to me. That's true. That is always, I mean, it does like, oh yeah, I can't. I would be great, but I, can't. I don't know if it would be great either. It's, it's a fleeting thought, you know. Sometimes yeah. you just want to kill your brain. There's nothing like alcohol to just kill your brain. Yeah, I, and I've heard people say that before. And I think that sentiment makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have never found that to be the case, though. And I think just because I have such a low tolerance that before I get to that part, I am vomiting. You're sick. Rest. Yeah, yeah. And then your brain's focused on that. So that's yeah. no good. Yeah. You don't just like that. It's a pretty terrible place. Yeah, no, but nothing like you can, you can smoke a, as much as much weed as you want, but nothing like for me, for, for me to, to just black out, not black out necessarily, but 
really just not give a fuck about anything. Yeah, that's- I think a lot of times people, I don't, I don't know. I meet a lot of like very nerdy, anxious, introverted alcoholics. And it's just not the archetype, you know? No, it's and not. I find, that, I find that really interesting because like, to me, it makes a lot of sense. You know, like, I'm like oh, yeah. I think that, that is a, like personality traits that would draw you towards something like alcohol. For you know? sure, for sure. As, as, especially since it's so readily available, socially acceptable. Right, yeah. You get into yeah. it in college, everybody does whatever, you know, it's very there. So that's right. what happened. That's what happened to me. It was like, hey, this is uh, this is helping me in some regards. And uh, also, I have a very, uh, you know, strong proclivity to get addicted to shit. So. Not a good combo. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely have that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny though, because if you go to any party, any party, whether it's like a little party put together by a few people at the, you know, casual thing or like a big event, there's a huge setup of alcohol always, or people are bringing it with them. Like people. Oh, yeah. I've never been to a party and had, you know, there have been like this huge spread of like edibles and weed. No, like, that doesn't happen. If there was, people would be like, what the fuck? Holy shit, these people are crazy. You know, like But it'd be crazy. like it'd be like everybody would get there and then eat the edibles and then be bored for like two hours until they kick in and then the party would start though. So it's not it's not quite the same. No, yeah. no, I get that. But I'm just saying yeah. in terms of like social acceptability, oh, like yeah. no one would think twice if you set up a little bar. No one thinks twice. But if you set up a little like yeah. weed station, people yeah. would be like, What? what? Yeah. What planet are you from? This yeah, the crazy. parties I've been to, like the weed state station, let's say, has been like somebody's bedroom. Like, oh, hey, we're going to go smoke this bowl like in Johnny's bedroom or whatever. So we would like a small group from the party would go like go do that. Right. Um, it wouldn't be like, oh, hey, I'm probably because weed's expensive and you don't want to share it with everybody. But I don't know. It's, it's different, different, different vibe, I guess. Although I, I wish that that same thing, though, applied to alcohol. Like, we're just going to go outside really quick and drink these where no one can see us. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but instead, it's not at all. It's, it's much more of like a. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my point. Is well, then there's also parties where like cocaine is just there. And it's like, oh, OK, well, I've done. I'm not invited to those parties. I'm not that cool. But um, and I've never I, done cocaine either. I wish I could say I've never been to a party with cocaine at it, but I can certainly say that I wasn't aware until I had left both parties. The first time it was, I was hanging out with a hairdresser and we were going to her friend's house who was also a hairdresser, which yeah. so you automatically know that they just have cocaine everywhere. <laughs> Is that the case? <laughs> seems to be the thing. Yeah. Holy shit. I just was like, Oh my God, you guys are not kidding around. Like you are abusing your bodies in so many ways. Oh wow. But when I was there, we got to the party late and people were already so, so wasted in every way you can be wasted. And I remember a girl came up to me and offered me a drink, slurring her words in a way that if she was doing it in the play, you'd be like, that's ham-fisted. <laughs> and she offered me a drink and I said, no, thank you. And she said, oh, are you in recovery? Oh. <laughs> this kind of party okay. this kind of party where there are yeah and i would be like yes i am thank you for being 
consider it. And I just thought that was really weird that that would be your first, like, oh, that must be the only reason that you don't want this drink. Yeah. <laughs> and at the other one, I remember just being like, everyone here is so nice and so extroverted and so talkative. Oh, yeah. And I left the party and someone was like, oh, my God, everyone was doing cocaine. I'm like, okay. oh, I just okay. thought they had like a lot of Red Bull. Okay. No, yeah, I can't, I can't attest to the fact that I haven't been around coked up people, but I'm sure I have at some point, you know, back when, I, back, back when I went to a lot of parties, but what's that? It appeals to me on zero level. Oh, no, well, so on lists of like, people have like written lists, like on Reddit, like, what do you got to do? What should you do before you die? What's the thing you need to do before you die? Cocaine's on that list. Whoa. I think it might be on my list. Nope, not for me. No? Thank you. For All multiple right. reasons. Number one, I am already like operating at like a super high rev. No, you're right. And I don't need it. Yeah. I don't so need I'm it. Like, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me in any way. Um, but then I've also heard that it can cause like serious gastrointestinal upset. And I'm like, no. I'm out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, you don't want to get coked up and have diarrhea. Sounds awesome. That sounds like the worst thing on the planet. And then I, the yeah, no. So I don't know. But the other shit is like skydiving and like, you know, climbing a mile. I'm like, now those are things I'm, I have no desire to even do and are not in my realm of like, like I would never go skydiving. Never, never, yeah, never. I'm an adrenaline junkie. No. But this is like people were like, what do you got to do before you die? You do, do these things once. And I'm like, I did most of the shit. Like, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't. Some of it was like mundane, like, you know, see a creative project through to its completion. I'm like, I've done that many times over. Thank you. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, but yeah, skydiving, that shit. No, cocaine was like one of the weirder ones that I was like, OK, maybe I could do that if if I knew I had terminal cancer and was like, all right, let's get coked up tonight. I'm dying next month. <laughs> yeah, oh, I a, I a dog I'll is. Let, I'll let you I'll let you know. It's Gomez. He's trying to ruin everything. Hi, Gomez. Like, can I lay down on your computer? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's yeah. Anyway, um, I'll let you do coke if you get cancer, but I really hope you don't. Okay. That. Well, that's fair. <laughs> it's, I, I, love, I love that you care about, about me in that way. I appreciate it. I think what should be on the list of things you do before you die are, number one, be honest about your feelings. Number <laughs> two, be yourself. How about those two things? Because if you master those two things, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I thought you were going to say, if you master those two things, you can do all the coke you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. How about we, uh, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> this is a very, very, very much a pleasure. <laughs> Indeed. Cool Society 2021. Here we go. That's right. Yeah. And everyone send us uh, emails to our email address. Where send us emails. We never talk about email on this show. Yeah, we have an yeah, email address. So Embrace yourself 69420, 69420. Embrace yourself 69420 at gmail.com. Subscribe. We have a good amount of subscribers, Laura. It's not bad. Are you serious? I had no idea. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad number. So it's interesting to me that you have said twice now that it's not bad, but have not said the number. So and I didn't say it was good either. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it's five. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> hey, nobody said five was a bad number. Five's never bad. High five. Five is alive. 
My wife, I don't know if she subscribes, but I know she listens to it. Yeah, well. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, like, like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't listen to my podcast. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of significant others who are like, that's your thing. I'm good. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're, you're around them all the time. What do you need to listen to them talking to you? I mean, again? even, what's his name? John? No. Lovitz? John Lovitz yeah. and Ronan Farrow. Do you know who they are? Yeah. They're um, a couple. And um, John, John Lovitz? John Lovett, I think. Oh! Um, it's not the name. It's not the guy from the cartoon. No, okay. No, who's, I can't. No, yeah, no, I know who you mean now. Yeah. Okay, well, they're, they're either married or getting married. My point being, he, John Lovett, does a podcast for Pod Save America. He uh -huh. does multiple podcasts. Yeah. And Ronan Farrell listens to none of them and makes jokes about it all the time. And they both joke about how, like, he never listens to the podcast. And so, I, to me, that makes actually more sense. Like, it does. Like, I'm like, honey, does. you have to hear me say this shit all the time. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, a little, you know what, though? It's a little bit different if, like, your significant other never came to see you do stand up, though. Yeah, I, I agree. That would be different. Or to see your band or whatever. That would oh. suck. Yeah. yeah, and I agree that would be totally different. You should yeah. support someone who's doing live things. They don't have to come to every single thing, but they should see it. Yeah, they don't have to come yeah. to every single yeah. thing. No. Unless anyway, really on that note, anyway, spouses of artists don't feel compelled to come to every single thing, but support it a little. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's fair. That's where we'll leave it. Yeah. All right, Laura. I'll talk artists to you soon. Spouses, be nice to your spouse artists. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.